Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. And this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most, nor my head is for each matchup. As you go to the plays, remember there are no locks and game links. What I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, basically broke even with six, six, and one. It felt like yesterday was a microcosm of what's happened most of the season. Mostly things going well, but just couldn't quite get the breaks, and specifically with the with the sides plays. And that's something that's just it's going to come around. Last year, I didn't have a show, but I, I tweeted out a bunch of plays. And it was just the side just couldn't lose early on in the season and they couldn't win in the middle of the season. They just couldn't lose again at the end. And that's kind of what we're seeing here so far. You never know when it's going to turn around. I keep waiting for it, but the, the picking the winners has not gone nearly as well as totals has. And I, and I think you just saw it with the two a sides that we had yesterday with the Astros and the Rockies. Astros are tied three, three in the eighth. Uh, Rockies were tied six, six in the ninth. Both of them at plus odds. Didn't need both of them. Just need one of them. And we've made money on the pair and both of them fall. And that's felt like the way it's gone. Just can't get those coin toss type games with the plus odds or with the short minus odds. You just haven't been able to get those. That'll come around. I mean, if we continue to bet plus odds on games that are tied in the eighth and the ninth innings, it'll, it'll go well for us in the long run. It just hasn't yet this season. It's been kind of frustrating here these first six weeks or so with regards to that, everything else has been pretty good. And so once we get those coming around, we'll really be rolling all cylinders. Again, as I'm always saying, you never really know when that's going to happen. You never know how long the good or the bad streaks are going to last. Just hopefully the, at least so far, thankfully the totals have been good enough to keep us, you know, floating um, while those have struggled. And then hopefully when those come around, hopefully the totals stay strong for us. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're new YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're new YouTube. I love those to try to respond to as many as I can. And also, as a reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced juice lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple of these I recommend, links from the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Today we have 18 games on the slate. As of this morning here, I'm recording a little bit earlier. Just a heads up for everyone. I'll be hopefully on a plane today, a little mini vacation. Still planning on running the show the rest of the week, so no changes there. There's a lot of games that haven't confirmed starting pitchers, so the numbers, what the model says might change if that changes. Um, no picks on a handful of games because there's no lines out yet for them. So it'll be a little bit tougher if I'm flying today to 
uh, get all that stuff updated. Again, follow follow me along Twitter there. I'll post all the updates, update everything in the sheet as well. I'll give a, a tweet or two about why I'm playing what I'm playing. Uh, but it'll be a, a wild day. We got some day double headers. Um, so a lot happening today, a lot of updates, going to be a lot of tweets today. I'll try to keep it straight to what the picks are, what the lines are, things of that nature. Um, but a lot happening there. So just be on the lookout for those updates. I'll do the best I can with my travel plans today. I'm going to start off with some night games here. 610 Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Gardens. Connor Overton versus Zach Plesak. Weather-wise, will be about 60 degrees. No wind to speak of. Model says Garden, Guardians minus 147. That seems about right. You're kind of getting a little bit of value if you just blind back the Reds at this point in any game. Not really a ton of value here if you were to do that, but maybe a little bit more than usual because the Reds have been so bad. And so that kind of makes sense. And it's one of those things where when I see that, I'm not really, you know, jumping to back the Reds because the model is going to say, hey, if you had to pick one way or the other, pick the Reds every time. But you know, you you and I know there's a reason for that. And the models might struggle a little bit picking up on just how bad the Reds are. So no play on the side for this one for me. At the numbers that I'm seeing now, it'd have to move a lot before I felt comfortable playing either side, really. Um, instead, I'm going to go with a total. I'm going to go over eight. The Reds have been good to us for the most part in these overs. Obviously, they had their fiasco Sunday. Um, you know, throwing an eight-inning no-hitter and losing one to nothing so not an A grade on this total because maybe the Reds aren't going to be a 90% over team, which we obviously knew they wouldn't be. But I still think it's the right play here. Over eight, it's juiced at minus 117. I like the fact that we've got that push protection if it's, you know, 5-3-6-2. I like the fact that if it's 4-4, four, four, we got the winner. Only a B grade pick, though, because the weather at 60 degrees isn't really good hitting weather, and we've still seen more dead balls in baseball than live ones. So it's a situation where I, I don't love this over, but I still think over's the right side. Neither pitcher really gives me any confidence. Um, Overton looked solid his last outing, but in general, I don't trust him. And then you have Plesak, who's been a, a guy who definitely has the tools and has some moments, but in general just hasn't been able to put it all together. So I think over is the right play here, but not one that I love, only a B pick for me. 640 Eastern first pitch Nationals at the Marlins. Nationals are going to roll out Yoan Adon again. And I say it like that because at some point I wonder when they're going to send him down because he just has not looked good. We've made a lot of money fading him against Cody Poteet for the Marlins. It appears to be a bullpen game. I don't see him going, but maybe two innings. Model says Marlins minus 187, and I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going Marlins minus 163 with an A-grade pick. Um, I've mentioned this before. The Marlins the Marlins line up a lot like the Rays in their bullpen, and the Rays do so great with these bullpen games because they have a lot of guys who are just solid. They don't have a ton of guys who are lights out. I'm always talking about this with the Marlins bullpen, the same thing. They don't have a ton of guys who are lights out, but they have a lot of depth. So a bullpen game is going to line up really well for them. Adon is a guy I want to fade one way or the other. He might be good one day. He's not good yet. I thought about run line on this one. We're right at the cusp of where a run line play makes sense. I don't want to lay, you know, minus 200 in general. That's It's hard to be profitable in that strategy. And the more we make plays, 
it's and it's kind of one of the downsides to parlays. The more that we make plays that are extreme, that, that get away from 50-50. And I'm not saying we want all 50-50 plays. I'm not saying that's the smart thing. But the, the further we get away from that, we're betting plays that are minus 200, minus 300, or the other direction, the plus 200s, the plus 300s, those parlays with the big plus odds. I know they're a lot of fun to win. But what that does mathematically is that increases our variance. And that's going to create an even bigger roller coaster ride than we already have with gambling and we already have with baseball betting. It's going to create a situation where you're just swinging back and forth wildly. And that's never ideal. And so I don't really want to lay minus 200. Minus 163 is, again, right at the cusp of where I would say I'd shift to a one line. In general, they're tied pretty well. The sportsbooks have these correlations down. So there obviously is a correlation between Marlins winning and them winning by more than one run. You're very rarely going to find a situation, very rarely, not always, but you're very rarely going to find a situation where there's an edge on the side, but not the run, the money line side, but not the run line side or vice versa. Not impossible. It's just not going to be common. And if you find a slightly better edge on one, you're talking half a percent, one percent. It's probably, you know, nine times out of 10, it's rounding here. So just pick what you like, pick whatever suits your betting style the best. For me, like I said, when you end up with this number getting this high, it's right on the cusp of run line or money line. I'm going money line. You can go run line. I see this game playing out a lot like last night. Obviously, I don't see um, the Marlins pitching doing as well as a concert did. But in general, I don't see the Nationals scoring a ton. I see the Marlins being able to put up some runs on a dome. I see another, you know, last night was 8-2. to two. I see a 6-3 to three type game here. So I think run line makes a lot of sense. Or if you want to play a little safer, go money line. It's really a coin toss. I went money line, a pick for me on the Marlins there. 640 to first pitch, Tigers at the Rays, Bo Brisky versus Shane McClanahan. McClanahan, you know, obviously a highly regarded prospect turning into one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Model says Rays minus 225. If you wanted to play an underdog, Tigers plus 237 offers some value. If you wanted to drop, you know, a half unit on it, just have some fun with it. I'm personally not going to do it. I'm not going to encourage fading McClanahan. I'm not sure the model realizes just how good he is. Um, it, it, like I said, it, the, what the model's doing is it's there's a little bit of regression to the mean built into any mathematical model. But on top of that, it's not going to overreact to small sample sizes because it doesn't know if it's fluky results or if it's real changes. Like, there's no way to tell it that without it. And that's, that's a benefit to humans, right? That's why our brains are better than the computer brains. The computers help us because the computers can remember all the things that we can't and can consolidate all that, but a computer can't necessarily take in all the right inputs and, and or we can't code it to do that. You know, we can't tell it how the pitchers change X, Y, and Z and, oh, well, him changing X, Y, and Z matters. is going to make him good versus it's actually not going to matter, right? It's very difficult to understand that. And it's even hard for humans to understand that. But with what McLean has done, I think the model is actually undervaluing him a little bit. So I wouldn't play Tigers personally. The model thinks there's a little bit of edge. Anytime you get these giant underdogs, it's never crazy because at some point they don't win a lot, but they tend to win enough to cover your investment. So it's a way you could look. I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to go under. We saw this game go under yesterday. I went with a C pick. Today I'm upgrading it to a B pick. I like McClanahan a lot for this under. The Rays couldn't score yesterday on a pitcher of similar 
caliber to Brisky. The reason I can't get to an A play here is at times the Rays offense does seem to just put it all together. And that since seven's a really low number, but it's a pitcher's park. I don't see the Tigers scoring much. Tigers team total under is the way I looked, but at two and a half, and there's not really like great plus odds with it. Two and a half is just so low. And I, I don't think they, I probably think they, they only score one or two against McClanahan in that park. I don't think the Tigers offense is very good, but it's just, it's just hard for me to get there. Maybe later in the season, especially if we continue to see these dead balls and dented balls and mushed up balls and, you know, the weird effects they're having from being in a humidor, you know, changing their, their temperature or their hum- the humidity and the temperature they're being stored in and then back and forth. If it's, if it's you know, if we kind of see this weird trend continue, maybe I'll be more comfortable two and a half, but it's just hard. It's hard for me to get there. And like I said, the race didn't score yesterday against a similar pitcher. So I'll go game total under seven. It's minus 120. I think it's the right side. I like it. Don't love it. Only a B pick. Just can't get to an A pick for the reasons that I mentioned. 7 to 5 Eastern, first pitch, Yankees at the Orioles, Jameson Tayon versus Spencer Watkins. We'll start off in the mid-70s, close in the mid-60s, winds blowing mostly across, so no wind effect. The model, again, has a Yankees edge. Only a slight one, but a small one. Model says Yankees minus 221. I'm seeing Yankees minus 215. But as I mentioned with the Marlins game, this is definitely a spot where I just don't want to lay those that type of number, so I'll shift to run line. Yankees on the road should be able to get that done. They got it done for us last night. Yankees minus one and a half is my pick. It's at minus 127. So at some point, I don't love laying juice here on the run line favorite, but the Yankees are really good. The Orioles, as I mentioned before, I think are improved. I don't think they're quite as bad as some of their previous iterations, but still not good enough to warrant thinking they can really hang in this game for the full nine. Jamison Tyon, a solid pitcher, probably league average, slightly above league average, but I project him to be well over a run and a half per nine, better than Spencer Watkins. And of course the Yankees offense, much better than the Royals offense. Lots to like here with the Yankees. You could also look at a couple derivative markets. If you wanted to isolate, you could play Yankees team total over, or you could play Orioles team total under a couple people in the comments mentioned that yesterday, both of those would have hit if you had them last night. Both of them, not a bad way to look tonight. There's no real weather angle. It's just straight up normal baseball. How do you think the game is going to play out? I think the Yankees win about like they did last night, pretty handily. Maybe not 10 to nothing handily, but enough that we don't ever really sweat. 7-7 Eastern first pitch. Mariners at the Blue Jays. Logan Gilbert versus Jose Barrios. Model says Blue Jays minus 135, so if you wanted to, you could look at the Blue Jays minus 128. Model thinks there's a little bit of value there. The total is 8.5, and And that blows my mind. I, I, I don't understand how we got to a total of this number with these two pitchers. I have, I have no words. I'm speechless. This It's almost like, and it's not just one book. Every book's hanging this number of eight and a half. Under is the play. A pick for me. I'd love under eight still. To me, this number should be seven and a half. And, they, and they're daring you to go under seven and a half at that point because this is a hitter's park. But 
both of these teams, if you look back the last, you know, 200 or so games have been more under than over. And both of these pitchers can absolutely go under. I don't understand how it's eight and a half. Like I said, I think it's a full run too high. A pick for me. This one's by far my favorite play on the board. Not an A double plus lock of the day whale special, right? None of that stuff here. I know some other people do that sort of stuff. But again, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So we want to continue to be responsible with our wagers. I'm still sticking this just to the my scale of one, two, and three units. Still a three-unit play. This is not a five. It's my favorite, but it's not a five-unit play, right? So I want to caution everybody on that. But yeah, this is definitely my favorite. I don't understand this number at all. It doesn't mean it will win. Anything can happen in baseball. This game could be... 11 to 8, and I would just be like, yeah, well, that's baseball, right? But I love this under 8.5. A pick for me, I think it's a full run too high, in my opinion. 17 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Red Sox. Jose Arquiti versus Nathan Eovaldi. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-60s to start, low-60s to close. Winds blowing out to right field around 15 miles an hour pretty consistently. Model says coin toss game, slight edge to the Red Sox. And that's exactly what the money line price indicates. So I'm staying away from the sides on this one. Instead, I'm going to go over eight and a half. It is juiced at minus 125. It's a B pick for me. I'd still play it over nine. Obviously, I hope you're not laying those type of odds right now. If you're looking over nine, that's probably an even money type proposition. Still a B play there as well. The benefits over eight and a half with the juice is that if it gets to nine runs, if it gets to four to four, you've got the winner as opposed to potentially just a push. So it's kind of, again, if you have multiple outs and you see both numbers, it's whatever style works best for you. You're In general, it's, it's, it's kind of splitting hairs. It's whichever one you're more comfortable with. I'm going over eight and a half, minus 125. B pick, wind's blowing out. Weather's a little chilly, not too bad. Just a massive hitter's park in Boston. And we saw yesterday, in my opinion, two pitchers who are as good as what we're going to see today. And that game ended up six to three. I don't think the rain delay really affected much. Odorisi, obviously, we hope he's okay. But he had already gotten hurt by the time the rain delay happened. The Red Sox obviously weren't going to let Whitlock throw nine innings. So I don't think the rain delay really affected much with the pitcher strategy. Still got to nine runs. I see tonight playing out pretty similarly. I think we can get to nine runs. Who wins? I'm not really sure. Again, I think it's a coin toss game. I think with the way Odorisi had been looking, I actually think he's probably better than Urquidy is tonight. And I kind of think Whitlock might be better than Eovaldi. It's tougher to say because we just have less of a track record on Whitlock, but he looks good. And so I really think we might actually have a slight downgrade for both teams pitcher-wise tonight. Yesterday got tonight. I think we can get to nine tonight, especially because the weather is more conducive for the over tonight. And again, just a massive hitter's park at Fenway. So over eight and a half, B pick for me in Fenway. 740 Eastern first pitch, Pirates at the Cubs. JT Brubaker versus Keegan Thompson. We're going to have a chilly night in Chicago, which is why the total is only seven. We're going to be in the low 50s. Winds will blow in from right center, but only six to eight miles an hour. So what would have been an underplay for me if we had stronger winds? I'm staying away from the total. I think seven's probably a decent number. I think push is fairly likely uh, within the grand scheme of things, you know, five, 10% likelihood of a push there, which is pretty, pretty high for any one number. I just can't quite get to the under because... The wind isn't blowing in enough. 
both pitchers are very okay. We saw last night I took under eight and a half in this spot, and we ended up nine nothing. And we had all those runs scored early. I'm not saying if you take that eight run inning away that the rest of the game's won nothing. You never know exactly how the rest of the game is going to happen, who's trying, who, how the relievers are being used, et cetera. But first thing aside, you kind of saw more of what I was expecting last night. And I kind of think the same thing tonight, except, again, you never know when you're just going to have one random inning where a bunch of, you know, everything just goes crazy. A pitcher can't get out of the inning. So it's just not enticing enough for me to take the seven. Instead, I will go Cubs minus 135 with the B-grade pick. The model says Cubs minus 138, so a little bit of value here on the Cubs. Cubs have been kind of up and down this year, but they're still a better team than the Pirates. And again, pitching-wise, I think we're mostly a wash with Keegan Thompson starting for the Cubs and going however long he goes until they turn it over to a pretty solid Cubs bullpen versus JT Brubaker. Pretty solid. So, I mean, I think we're talking about pretty evenly matched here pitching wise. And then once we get deeper into the bullpens, the Cubs bullpen is better than the Pirates bullpen. Cubs are at home. I think the Cubs offense is better than the Pirates offense. So I think this number should be higher. Probably should be more like 145. So at 135, I think there's enough of an edge to make this a B pick for me. 805 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Rangers. Reed Detmers versus Taylor Hearn. We're going to be in the dome there in Arlington, or as I always say, if they open up the roof, I'm assuming that means it's because the weather's pretty neutral and pleasant. Total's eight and a half. Neither one of these pitchers projects to be above average. Obviously, Detmers has some potential. I mean, Taylor Hearn does too, I guess, but neither one right now projects to be above average. As good as we've seen both of these guys look on occasion this year, they just don't have quite the track record to make me overly confident yet. That said, I still think Reed Detmers is probably the better pitcher. He's the one that I'd rather back here. Instead of Hearn, the Angels offense, if everyone's playing, we talked about this yesterday, I'm going to back the Angels here because I think that Angels offense is better. Bullpen, probably not great for either team, probably a wash. I think this number should be higher. I'll go Angels minus 120 with a B pick. Models is minus 122. With the way we've gone with the Angels this year, they'll probably just rest Taylor Ward and Mike Trout just because they feel like it. I'm hoping both those guys play. If so, they're the better offense. Again, they have the starting pitcher I'd rather back with Detmers. Bullpens being a wash. They are on the road, but I think there's enough factors there that this should be more like minus 130, maybe in the minus close to minus 140. I think the Angels are the side you want to be on here, assuming they've got their normal lineup. You never know. The issue is, of course, if you wait, unless you're the first one to see the lineup, the Angels number tends to jump a little bit if their full lineup is in. And, of course, it falls a ton if it's not. So it's the risk you run, depending on if you're waiting for that starting lineup or not. I think Angels minus 120 is a fair price, and hopefully they get their normal players in. 840 Eastern first pitch, Giants at the Rockies, Alex Cobb versus Chad Kuehl. We're going to be starting off at 70 degrees, closing in the mid-60s. Winds blowing in 5 to 10 miles an hour. Total's 11 and a half. I think tonight's going to play out a little bit different than last night. Last night was six runs, didn't get any, didn't get the win. I think six runs gets the win tonight. I don't necessarily know who gets to six. 
but I don't see both teams doing it tonight. I think both pitchers are pretty solid. Chad Kuehl's looked pretty good this year. He just continues to rise in my rankings. Alex Cobb is a pitcher who I said from the start I like. I like him going to San Francisco. Obviously, not the park you want to pitch in to help your ERA out, but in general, he projects to be a pretty good pitcher. I think this is a lower scoring game for core standards. I think somebody probably gets to six. I think somebody probably wins this game six to four. Um, you can't, it's hard to just completely shut it aside at this park, right? Um, wind blowing in, but not enough. And it isn't really that cold to really knock the ball down. And it's a huge park. So even if you knock the ball down, unless the wind holds it up, knocking it down just means double instead of home run, which is less valuable for runs, but still going to produce a lot of them. I, I think this is kind of a toss-up game. I give the Giants a slight edge. I think Cobb's a better pitcher. But I have the Rockies' offense is better. In course, they have an advantage. I think it's a toss-up-ish game, slight edge to the Giants. Rockies plus 40, 148 makes a ton of sense to me. I'm going to the same play I did yesterday with them, A-pick on the plus odds. Again, they were 6-6 yesterday and couldn't get it out. They had a chance to – I think they had a chance to – tie it up and they got one later so that would have been their seventh run in the end line drive up the middle i think it was blackman on second base goes back to the bag which with one out was kind of foolish because they weren't going to go for him at third even if they made the play it was behind him i mean he should have got he should have gone and then the ball gets through and he can score he ends up being stranded on third so that hurt it's those little things like that that just kind of swing a game, but you never know who's going to have them, right? It's just those well, those momentary things are just kind of where the ball bounces. Plus 148 just provides a lot of value. Again, I think the Giants, I still have them winning 54.9% of the time. So I still think the Giants win more times than they lose. But like I said yesterday, it's just the value play of the number. Every team has a number, and this number is way too high. I think it should be Giants minus 122. Rockies plus 148. Rockies plus anything in the upper 130s to 140s is great value on them. And it may be like last night where we lose, but again, if we can make this play every day and the Giants really do win 55-ish percent of the time, we aren't gonna, we're only going to win 45% of the time, but we're going to make a lot of money in the process. So I think the Rockies offer just too much value to pass up, plus 148, A play for me. And hopefully they don't break our heart again like they did last night. And that takes us to extra innings. As I mentioned at the top, a ton of extra games. I'll go through a little bit of what we know and what we don't know at the moment. We've got 210 Eastern White Sox at the Royals for game one. I've got this as Dylan Cease versus John Heasley. This is a game where if these are the two starting pitchers that are in, I definitely don't want any part of Heasley. He looked okay last time out against the Rangers. But I think the Rangers' offense is much inferior to the White Sox' offense. Cease is a pitcher who, in general, I want to back. We faded them last time. It got us the winner. But that was against the Yankees' offense. It's much better than this Royals' offense. Depending on what the odds are, we might have to look team total under for the Royals. Weather-wise in this one, the winds will be out or across. So it's we're going to want to check an update on and see exactly which direction the wind's blowing. If it's out to left, it's a very different story than if it's across to left. And a warm day. So the team total under isn't necessarily just a blind play there because weather-wise might not be conducive to it. So definitely want to be 
keeping an update out on that one weather-wise and see what we've got and pitcher-wise, see if it is Cease versus Heasley in game one. You never know who's going to switch around pitchers for which games. 310 Eastern, first pitch while the Dimebacks and Dodgers game one. I've got it slated as Tyler Gilbert versus Ryan Pepio. Um, Weather-wise, we'll be in the low 70s with about a 10-mile-an-hour wind out consistently to center field the whole game. Uh, I make this Dodgers minus 174, or the model does. Um, that seems about right. Here, the Dodgers, of course, the better team. Um, Gilbert, probably a better pitcher based off what we know. Obviously, Pepio has the higher potential. Just can he do it yet? This number probably will be higher than Dodgers minus 174, but that doesn't mean I'm going to blind back the Diamondbacks. Again, as we talked about yesterday, their bullpen struggles are cause for concern. So we'll see exactly what the number is there, what the play is for that game one. And then the other doubleheader game one, Cardinals at the Mets, 310 Eastern first pitch. Miles Michaelis versus Trevor Williams is how I have this slated as of now. Uh, but I'm seeing uh, Mats and Walker for the other game. I don't know. They made crisscross those pitchers. They make crisscross the games. Who really knows? So for game one, I've got Michaelis and Williams. And then right afterwards, no, no break in it. We've got Mats and Walker. Um, in one game, I've got the Cardinals as a slight favorite. The other, I've got the Mets as a slight favorite. It's going to be chillier as the day goes along, and the winds will start off blowing out to right field strong. But in that game, two, it's going to shift more towards being across. So, again, check Twitter for the updates on that game, which pitcher's going where, if the number has to move, and what I like for that one. Uh, Padres at the Philly, 645 Eastern first pitch. Clevenger versus Eflin is what I have slated. I make the Padres a slight favorite in that one. White Sox at the Royals game two. I've got Giolito versus a bullpen game for the Royals. I'd make that White Sox minus 156. Personally, I think both these numbers might be a little short on the White Sox. I, it just gut feeling, you know, and again, I've got the model to kind of ground us and the mathematics of this, but it's also, I watch a lot of these games. I tend, tend to have three or four up at one time. These numbers seem a bit short. I think the White Sox are the better team in the Royals. I know they're on the road, but those two pitchers are really good. So it's one of those things where the model thinks White Sox and the minus 150s for both, but it kind of surprises me from just a my eyeball standpoint. We've got Braves at the Brewers. I'm pecking it as Tucker Davidson versus Adrian Hauser. Again, that's not confirmed. If that's a pitching matchup, I'd have Brewers minus 131. Neither pitcher projects above average. Should be a tight game, kind of like yesterday's was, but Brewers at home. As I mentioned yesterday, probably a, a wash offensively in the Brewers with the better bullpen. So I, the model says Brewers minus 131 on that one. We'll see where the odds are. Twins at the A's, 940 Eastern first pitch, Dylan Bundy versus James Capriellen. A chilly night in Oakland to finish. We'll start off in the mid-60s. Um, when maybe out to start, but not at the end of the game. Model says Twins minus 119. If you listened yesterday, I said Twins. I said A's under. I said full game under. And then I went with Twins first five under. All four of those hit. So it's a lot of fun when that happens. Today I have both pitchers as a little bit worse than yesterday. So no pick for me on this one yet. I want to wait till the first five market opens up and the uh, team total market's up before I can really make a good analysis on this one. Uh, so just holding off there. I see it playing out a lot like yesterday, but again, with both pitchers being a little bit worse, it's not as easy of a call for all those unders as it was for me yesterday. And then wrapping us up, we'll have game two in 
LA Diamondbacks at the Dodgers. Merrill Kelly versus Tyler Anderson. Y'all know I love me some Merrill Kelly. I'm going to be backing him one way or the other, whether that's a first five under or a Diamondbacks first five play. Those are probably the two angles I'd look. The Diamondbacks bullpen is so bad, I don't think I want to go full game under, and I don't want to go Dodgers team total under for those reasons. But either first five or Diamondbacks first five under or Diamondbacks first five are the ways that I'm looking there. Just got to wait and see what the numbers are to see which one offers better value. So to recap, I've got eight plays. I've got three of them right now. I've got the Marlins. That was minus 163. Got Mariners at Blue Jays under eight and a half. And I've got Giants, Rockies, Rockies plus 148. Plus a ton more picks coming to the sheet and to Twitter later today. So make sure you check that out. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll try to get my friend Jake back on with us if it works out better scheduling-wise. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.